Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes, please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex, and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me, expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hi friend, welcome back to Yes Please podcast and episode number six. I had to think there for a moment. Episode number six, productivity versus pleasure. This is a big one in terms of topic. This is something I see a lot in my own self-pleasure slash solo sex life, in my sex life. I see it in most of my clients and many course participants, it is so prevalent and pervasive in our sexuality field or like in the, in your sexual experience in your life. And it's this idea that you should do something that is more productive than wasting, air quotes, wasting your time on pleasure, self-pleasure or sex. It's this idea that you're wasting time precious time that you could be spending on doing something else like tidying the house, dishes, laundry. And just speaking it out loud and like you listening, you hear how silly it sounds and how ridiculous it is. Why do we prioritize all these other things over pleasure, self-pleasure, solo sex, and sex with our partner or lover in singular or plural. Why? Oh, I don't have any like statistical evidence or scientific research to answer that question. What I do have is a lot of empirical and anecdotal evidence from my own life, my clients' experiences, and what I hear from my course participants. So let's dive into that, and hopefully I can inspire you in this episode to both reprioritize sexuality in your life as 
something more important and also reframe or change your mindset around what it means to be productive or even how you value productivity in your life and how that affects your well-being and specifically your sexual well-being which directly impacts your relational well-being and the longevity of your romantic relationship so let's talk about hustle culture a little bit and with hustle culture i mean this ah i get exhausted just thinking about it (laughs) it sucks But it's this collective urge that we have in society these days where we're told and inspired and like peer pressured into working harder, stronger, faster. It's basically burnout culture. And it's where we grind ourselves into the ground to perform at our maximum capacity at all time, every day, accomplish all our goals and dreams while we're young at some crazy lightning speed and so that our lives in reality match the digital world, the fake world, (laughs) to be honest, the very curated world on Instagram and social media that we're constantly exposing ourselves to. It's also... Well, I would argue that it's an extension of industrialism, right? Where we have optimized everything to to function smarter, faster, more efficiently in our society. And, and that's not a bad thing, right? Many, many good things have come from that. Also, the uh, quality of life that we experience, especially in the West, with um, with all of the digital gadgets that we have and central heating like all of those things right i mean it's a good thing that we've we have many, we experienced many 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 benefits from the industrial revolution and and how it's improved our lives but it's almost like it has now seeped into the internal ecology of our human experience and where we now have you know, washing machines and dishwashers and all of these gadgets to help us with our lives to free up time for us to be you know, free to do something else. What do we spend that time on? Things that really make us feel better, that adds to the emotional quality of life or relational quality of life, or are we just stressing and working harder and working more and we never really shut off? So it's it's quite the um, paradox, right? We have all these modern technical advances that help free us from doing a lot of the physical chores that we used to do. So it frees up all this time, and all that time is spent on what? you got to ask yourself. Do you spend that time on taking care of yourself and being with people that you love and filling your cup or are you spending that time on working and beating yourself up about not working more and depleting yourself and emptying your cup it's the hamster wheel i mean it's not a new thing it's not like i'm telling you something that you're like wow i've never thought about this this is shocking (laughs) it's it's all real but it affects our our sexual well-being what seeps into our sexuality and into our relationship with ourselves, 
our sexual relationship with ourselves is this idea or feeling that I shouldn't be doing this because this is unproductive. I should be doing something more productive with my time. So if you notice that this is a pattern of yours, first of all, just go ahead and notice it. Accept that it's here. Clarity is so powerful. Notice if there's this little devil in your mind that says, no, you should be doing something more productive. Spending time pleasuring yourself or seducing your partner and then having sex is time wasted. That's pretty fucked up. I would argue that it's the most valuable (laughs) investment of your time. (laughs) But I'm sure you're thinking those thoughts. I think those thoughts. 100% I have those thoughts too. Hi love, I'm just popping in to let you know that my very popular, very appreciated self-pleasure course, Pleasure Treats, is launching this week. Doors open for enrollment on May 26th and close on June 5th. And Pleasure Treats is a course that hundreds of women have done all over the world that they rave about. And it's a simple yet very potent pleasure course where you get six embodiment practices and six sexual practices that will help deepen your connection with yourself, elevate and unleash your pleasure, and really help you understand and explore so much more that is available to you inside than what you're probably currently experiencing in your pleasure and in your sexuality. So it's a wonderful course and you also have two live calls with me included in the course. It costs only 99 euros. It's six weeks long, but you have lifetime access to it and you're always invited to take the course again every time I launch it and share it with the world for free because you've already bought it one time. So that was my little pleasure service announcement. Now you can get back to listening to this episode. Now, there are two ways to work around this and to change your relationship with this. So to make it more easy for you to have self-care, sexual self-care and sexual exchanges with your lovers and partners without this limiting belief and this resistance coming up. So one way to do it is to reframe sex and pleasure as something productive. So ways that you can do that is to look at, well, and to tell your mind, well, sex makes my relationship last. Sex saves my marriage. Solo sex or self-pleasure increases my pleasure and my turn on and arousal and orgasmic capacity, which makes sex better, which makes my relationship better. Therefore, sex or solo sex is being productive. Therefore, the thought, the idea that I should be doing something more productive with my time is not true because this is time spent being productive. Yeah, so that's one way that you can basically cheat your mind or convince your mind that this is productive and so get the fuck out of my way. Stop pleasure blocking me. (laughs) Another way to work around it is to look at, do I need to, do I want to decondition myself, decondition this pattern 
where I'm thinking that I always have to be productive. Maybe you want to do a little bit of both, but I think it's valuable to question why do I feel that I always have to be productive and does that serve me? Because that will stop you from experiencing other things in life as well, not just sexuality that are deeply beneficial for you, but not necessarily productive, like resting, like playing with your kids, like spending a day on the beach just for the sake of feeling great, not for being productive at achieving tan, being tanned or achieving something. But so basically actions, behaviors, experiences in your life that are completely disconnected from any type of external value, validation, and um, yeah, productivity. Because if you don't have those in your life, those experiences, you're missing out. In general, not just with pleasure and sex, but in general. And at the end of your life, do you want to look back at your life and congratulate yourself for being the most fucking productive person on this planet? Who gives a shit? Is this truly what matters? Does this really make you happy? And if you're constantly feeling, you know, subconsciously and quite subtly inside, underneath your most like present and conscious thoughts that you have access to, if those subtle feelings and subconscious thoughts or quiet, subtle thoughts inside are constantly driving you, motivating you to always be productive from a place of otherwise you're not good enough, you're shit you're lazy, you're self-indulgent, you're worthless, whatever it is, that's a really shitty place to come from as well. So we can see this pattern creeping into actions that we take as well, like being driven from or motivated by self-criticism or this feeling of if I don't do this, I am lacking deeper intrinsic self-worth. You are valuable simply because you are alive and you're existing. Like that's your, that's your birthright. That's your human right. That's an experience that is connected to the beingness of who you are. You don't have to be productive in order to be valuable or good or loved or accepted or approved, or validated. And if you don't feel that way, this is an invitation for you to build that relationship with yourself. Because that's a really meaningful relationship to have with yourself. A really meaningful way to feel and think about yourself. I am valuable in my beingness. And as a sex coach... I'm convinced that your beingness includes sexual, sensual, erotic pleasure. Therefore, when you are engaged in sensual, sexual, erotic pleasure, you have value and you're productive. If you need to tell yourself that, you are also productive, right? So it, it can be both and. We don't have to remove the 
the joy or the sense of accomplishment that we can experience through being productive. But we want to uncouple productivity equals worth or equals I'm good or this is valuable. Yeah, you get my point? I see this blocking a lot of people and I hear it directly from my clients and my course participants' mouths. They tell me, I'm finding it really hard to do my self-pleasure practices and to do self-care, to do this course because I'm struggling with this feeling that it's it's not a productive way to spend my time. And yeah, sure, you know, if you're if the sink is filled with dishes and there are um, piles of laundry uh, that need to be folded and put away and toys and stuff everywhere and a long list of chores that you need to do, I get that. I get that you feel there's a part of you that feels like I could spend my time more wisely. But again, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of a relationship when it's when you're separating or at the at the end of life, if you look back, what matters the most? Having an empty sink, no laundry, no toys, no stuff laying around the house? Or did it matter that you spent your life feeling good, happy, deeply fulfilled, orgasmic, ecstatic, intimate with yourself and others? That you spent time taking care of yourself and your romantic partnership or your sexual relationships with lovers, etc. What matters to you? And then take action from that place. I can tell you now, my sink is filled with dishes. There are two loads of clean, washed laundry that is (laughs) in my... um, bathroom one load on the rack and one load that I just pulled off and put on the like the little bench next to the the clothes hanging rack so two loads of clean laundry that I haven't put away because I I've done other things and I would prioritize sex and self-pleasure over doing that and sometimes I don't and then I catch myself and I you know I have a conversation with myself and of course you need balance I mean it's important to take care of one's house and not just like drop everything and constantly engage in some like sexual orgy, ongoing orgy with yourself. But I think also that's what, what trips people up or like what, what can sort of stop you from doing it because we also are fed this idea that if we are to really engage and indulge in sexual pleasure will become this irresponsible slut like if I were to really self-pleasure every day then I would never do anything else or I will be you know I'd become the town whore and I would (laughs) fuck everything and so if we and so there can also be this underlying fear that if we do prioritize this we will become some other person who is irresponsible and um, socially unsuitable and it will lead to chaos chaos right the breakdown of society stop the presses like extra extra erica (laughs) erica masturbates 24 7 and does not clean cook raise her kid or do any work i mean ideally that wouldn't be so bad but i know it's not going to happen right so yeah just saying 
There can also be this feeling that in order for, um, when it comes to productivity, when it comes to your pleasure and solo pleasure or sex, that it's not worth it unless it's perfect or unless it feels really good and you have an amazing orgasm and you, you know, like you put all of these like perfectionism pressures on the experience, which is kind of linked to productivity. Because then it's like, well, I wasted time on self-pleasuring or having sex, but then it was a meh, like medium satisfying experience. So what a double waste of time. So you both have to kind of get over that threshold of being non-productive slash productive, however way you want to reframe it with your mind. And then the next threshold or like hurdle or objection of like, well, what if it doesn't feel good? Or what if it doesn't feel as good as I, f- as I want it to? But it's never going to feel as good as you, as you want it to unless you actually give it time to develop into feeling that good and creating momentum in your, in your body and psyche, mind, spirit, um, emotions to really open up to those deeply satisfying experiences. You don't go to the gym once a month and expect yourself to have the best experience, super strong, set new personal records, uh, run the, you know, the fastest you've ever ran and lift the heaviest weights you've ever lifted. No, you know that you're going to have a pretty mediocre experience because you're, you're out of habit. You're out of touch with consistent fitness practice so it's the same with your sexuality so you also have to accept that you're you're gonna have imperfect medium shitty or pretty like bland experiences and that's also part of you part of the human experience human sexual experience so if you feel guilty for having a sexuality that you want to take care of There can be many reasons. One is this productivity thing. There can also be other underlying things like different conditioning, social, religious conditioning, etc. But if guilt crops up, mm, feeling guilty for, you know, not doing something else, not being productive, allow that emotion to arise. Don't judge yourself for it and accept that this is what you're feeling and try to get underneath what is causing me to feel this way? Ask yourself, where is this coming from? Try to get to know it better. It is true that people, couples who make sex a priority, that don't put it at the, at the last item of a long to-do list in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, have more sex. I also know if you make solo sex and self-pleasure a priority, you will have better experiences and better sex. So it's a matter of really looking at, is this a priority of mine? And if it's, a, if it's important for, to me, how can I make more space for it? So I hope this was thought-inspiring for you. And I want to wrap up with sharing a few journal prompts or self-reflection meditation prompts for you. So the first one is, how do I connect my value to productivity? The second prompt is, do I highly value productivity? So for example, from a scale from 0 to 10, how valuable do I think productivity is? 
Prompt number three, do I give myself space to just be, ever? Connecting with that inner beingness that I talked about. And next, how do I think about solo sex or sex? Where is it prioritized in relation to all other things that need my attention in life? And lastly, do I think it's more important to do X, Y, Z, whatever examples that you have in your life that are important to you that need to get done? Is that more important than to experience sexual pleasure and intimacy, solo or with a partner? Okay. So I hope these journal prompts and this whole podcast episode inspired you to think about this and hopefully uh, to move through blockages and objections that you have that prevent you from doing your pleasure practices or having sex. So yeah, thank you for today. I'll see you next time. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.